Hi guys, welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast. We are so happy that you're listening. This is a podcast brought to you by Ballard Designs, where we want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. Mm -hmm. Each episode, we will be interviewing interior designers, um, answering your decorating questions, and also sharing the trials and triumphs from our own homes. Uh, I'm Caroline McDonald. I'm in charge of the Ballard Designs blog, howtodecorate.com. And I'm Taryn Schwartz, and I am part of the product design team here. And I'm Karen. I'm sorry. At Ballard. At Ballard Designs. You always do that to me, so I I do. Just in case people didn't know. I just like to correct people as much as possible, apparently, (laughs) according to my family. Um, I'm Karen Mooney, and I had a brand here at Ballard Designs. So let's just do our trials and triumphs. Who wants to go first? I will, because I was actually really excited about mine. Oh, okay. Go, um, Taryn. I was reading. Oh, man. I wish I had this right. Why didn't I relook? I believe it was Domino. The um, magazine. Yes. Do you mm-hmm. need me to Not look the game. it up? Maybe. Well, anyway, just start and we'll de- deem if that's necessary. <laughs> this. Yes. I found these. Um, this brand called Gia. Like it's, G-I-A? It's G-A-I-A. Okay. Oh, yeah. But I looked up... Have you heard of them? <coughs> they do... That word looks seems familiar. Um, they are um, this brand, and they make purses and everything tassels. Like, it's just tassel made. <gasps> Big tassel earrings. I love tassels. Um, yeah. and so, Wait, out of leather, out of thread, out of what? Um, thread, and they do, like, recycled materials. Um, their whole website um, talks about it because... But the the main focus of their brand is um, they take refugee women mm-hmm. who have um, landed in Dallas and are starting their new lives, and this gives them um, work. And um, so they take these recycled materials and they sew these little earrings. And um, the earrings awesome. I got were like cotton tassels, but they hang off this like ring with this little X design inside, hot pink, and then the cute. Screen. That's after they were G A I A. Yes. And they were super cute. But my triumph here is they sell just clip-on tassels, which I get it. You you can get those in any way. But they had these. Like earrings? No, just like. Clip it on anything. You could clip it on a purse. It's kind of like we had had those leather ones. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, But these have little beads in there. um, And I just need any, um, you know. That's a great bridesmaid's gift. It would be. Right? Or what'd you get it for? So I bought two of the hot pink ones, and I, actu- I attached them to my lamps. You know the little cord that comes down from oh, like, yeah. the lamps? So I attached them, and um, they're really cute. And I guess my trial would be that I had a really hard time picking the color. And <laughs> if I wanted to do them across all the lamps in the room or just, just that? Just those two. Yeah. So... They aren't lamps that you, like, turn to turn on. You They pull? Yeah, they have the little, um, what's it called? Little like a little pulls. chain? It has a little chain pull to turn it on. Cute. And so I put it on the end of that. So now you can just pull a tassel. Yeah. Cute, cute. All right, who's next? Do you want to go next, okay, Caroline? Next. Okay. okay. So um, this past weekend, okay, well, actually, let me, let, me, let me back up. So we have this big meeting at work, and... People were not always really jazzed about it, and so we decided to do a raffle during the meeting to get people to go and, like, amp up their excitement level. 
and I won something during the meeting, and it was so exciting. I'm <laughs> sorry, so Taryn. Jealous. You got that sculpture. I got this I awesome wanted sculpture. that sculpture. I put, sorry, that's guys. That's where I put my ticket. Oh, I see. Yeah, so I was peeved when right before I literally was like, I won it, and she's like, oh, I won it too, and then she won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to rub it in, but... But you are. Well, okay, so... Taryn, before, of course, before we left, Taryn's like, um, I don't think you have a lot of black in your house, so if you... <laughs> it's a black sculpture. So if you can't find a place... pink? If you can't find a place for it, I'll, 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 um, I'll store it for you. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, I put it on my mantle, and my mantle is like hot, like it has like a bright red painting, and it did not, it didn't really go well, mm-hmm. so I had to like totally re, like... You accessorize my living room to like bring in more black but I switched this huge like black and white photograph that we had in our guest room and I put it on my mantle and I have my black sculpture and it looks so good and so it was like quick decorating it didn't spend any money and then I took that big huge um abstract painting over our fireplace and I hung it over my bed and it looks awesome. We need so, pics. Yeah, I'm going to send some. Well, I posted them on Instagram. She, oh, you did? she did put it on Instagram. I saw that one with your good... Serengeti pillow. Did, did that have your that mantle? It. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. It was on yeah. mantle. Yeah. I was really proud because it looked really good but I also was real <laughs> jealous. Real I jealous. Like, I need to buy that. Well, okay. Yeah, because we can buy it when it comes out. No, it it is discontinued. No, no, no. That, no, the small one was that's the big one. We're coming out with a really big one. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I thought this one was discontinued. So this is actually or, a sample. Or we're doing it Yours in white. We're doing it in white. Yours is a we're doing sample. a big one in white. even better. Actually, looks awesome. I, I saw swap. it in the in the. Well, you could always paint your black one white if you want. Yeah. Paint well, you can color. swap it with me. Well, just give it to us. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need it. It looks great. Well, in a no, year from now, when the white one comes out, maybe I'll be tired of the black one and you can no, have the black one. It looks awesome. <laughs> I saw it on Instagram. It looks awesome. But anyways, it's just a reminder that you can swap stuff around in your house and it totally changes the way a it looks. new look. And like you didn't actually spend any money. Very refreshing. Anything. It took like 30 minutes. It's great. Anyways, um, and then my trial. Trial. Oh, this is super lame, but y'all, I'm like, I think I've got like allergies or something. You live in Atlanta. It's... I was like Oof. sniffling and coughing through our whole interview with Jen. Super lame, but I don't know. You take a Zyrtec. Um, That's it. It's I like my throat is like itchy. My eyes are itchy. Yeah, we probably have a three thousand pollen count. It's Atlanta. Are you done? Yeah, I know. I'm like rolling my eyes at that. I'm I'm rolling my eyes too. It's like everyone feels that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, please write in reviews and tell us how lame you think Caroline's trial was. (laughs) (laughs) That's already happened once before. Oh, that's true. It was your triumph. Some people were not thrilled about my my cake cake decorating Mm -hmm. story. That reminds us. Leave some reviews if you like us, you guys. And we have been really loving the emails we're getting with questions. So we try to answer them all um, yep. and email you back. So keep sending them I think we're in. about caught up. So send them in because send some more. we're we need running more. low now at this point. Okay. My turn. Yes. Go. This is Karen. Um, okay. So trial is, I bought this beautiful tray from Ballard. It's a gorgeous tray. This is a twofold trial, <laughs> which ends in a triumph. So it's called problem solving, people. So it was, it's a solid brass tray. Yes, I love that tray. Ooh, Beautiful, yeah. right? Um, and I keep it on my family room coffee table. And I keep, um, like, if there's a candle on it and some tissues and remotes. It's like where I corral things on my coffee table. 
So I allowed my teenage son to stay at home alone overnight um, several weeks ago. And we got home, and I was like, what is all over this room? It looks like someone, like, squirted something all over the room. So what, I'm... What I mean, do you mean? Is, is it like... Room? This is my back family room. Is it, like, stickiness? Is it no, like, there's just... There's just like dots everywhere. Okay. So I have I have a mirrored tabletop, and it was as if it had just like something. someone dots had squirted like a champagne all over the room, or so. so I immediately think I'm thinking he had a kegger or something at the house, <laughs> and there was beer everywhere. He's 16, and um, so I keep asking him like, "What? Something happened in here? What happened? In here? Nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. Nothing." And so then I notice it's all over all the kitchen cabinets. I'm like what? happened in here nothing Mm -mm, nothing and then like my brass tray like has all these little dots which are now beginning to tarnish i'm like look dude i know something (laughs) happened in here i left the house it didn't happen we have a housekeeper that comes on thursday i come home on saturday and there's stuff everywhere like (laughs) something something happened and so finally he admits that um the dog like pooped or something in the room, and so he, he he cleaned it up, but he thought it smelled, and so to fix the smell, he decided to spray shout all <laughs> over the room. Shout! Mm-hmm. So they got like the bottle of shout, squirt bottle, oh my gosh. sprayed it all over the room. So now, right? So most things are fine, except my kitchen cabinets are permanently like polka dotted, and huh? Oh, no. Talk about making Joe Mooney mad. He's like, <laughs> yeah. So, twofold. So, and this tray, which is gorgeous, not only is it now polka dotted, it it doesn't have like any bumpers or anything on the bottom, so it scratched up my whole coffee table, which is fine. I mean, you know, whatever. That's life. But I wanted to figure out a solution, so I spent Saturday polishing my brass tray, which <laughs> polishing brass is a pain. Sucks. Stinks. Gets all over your hands. Did gross. you use that stuff in the brown container? Brasso. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's terrible. Stinky. Um, <laughs> I used that, but then I couldn't figure out how to put anything under the tray because the edges, the lips that touch the wood, are like metal thin. Mm-hmm. It's like sheet metal. Yeah. yeah. That's why it scratches, and I couldn't. Well, I can't stick anything to it. I couldn't figure anything out. I finally figured out. I put like a lid to a box, like a gift box. You know, like a shirt-sized gift box. It was real sturdy. I got it from Ann Mashburn. Shout out to Ann Mashburn here in town. (laughs) Uh, Lovely gift boxes. And I just used the lid and put it under the tray and stuck the tray right on top. So it elevates the tray like a quarter inch off the table. So the tray can't touch, but you can't tell. You can't see it You can't see it? You can see it. It just looks dark. Ah. So... It's not like it's sitting inside of it. It's just sitting underneath it. Like, there's no lip that covers the tray. Right. No, it's underneath the tray. The tray totally covers it. It just elevates the tray. It's almost like a trout. What is the word I'm thinking of? Where you put hot things on top of it? Trivet. 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 Yes, Yes. except the tray, the edges go down over. So you can't can't see the box. See, so that makes sense. The tray's like hollow on the bottom inside. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that ended in a triumph. Yeah. Do you feel like that's all one? Mm, yes, you unrelated. solved a problem that you had. But can we get back to your poor son spraying shout? That is the... You'd think. I mean, he, how dumb. Like, I, I think he's a smart kid, but shout? No. I was I like, think, honey, what I about mean, he, Febreze? He obviously didn't read the label, no, but... I feel like David would do that. 
I really think my <laughs> husband would. He'd just be like, it's fine. This smells good. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe Everywhere. All over the kitchen. That Miss Myers. I just love the um, the the the, like mental picture of him walking around like spraying stuff in the air, covering his like this is air freshener. And he picked up the dog. I'm still not convinced that's what was the cause of the smells. I think something else. For all I know, he had someone over who was smoking. I don't know. As a mother, I'm a constant skeptic. I never believe anything those kids (laughs) say. I, mm-hmm. I think all moms should be. Mm-hmm. Right? You probably can up to an age, and then at I'm a certain age, things turn. I'm going to believe 70% of your story, and then I'm going to investigate the rest. Because <laughs> I don't really think you're telling me the full truth. So that's Aww. it for my week. We are so excited to have our guest today, Jen Soar, the wife of the husband and wife team, Pencil and Paper Company, out of Nashville. Um, her work has been featured in Good Housekeeping, Better Homes and Gardens, Domino Magazine, Southern Living, and many more. Your firm does, gosh, everything. Architectural, <laughs> everything. <laughs> architectural plans, residential design, retail. Branding. Um, branding. We, we say we're kind of full house creative services. If there's like an amazing creative project, we're ready to tackle it. Wow. wow. I feel, I love your work. It's, <laughs> Thank you. It's interesting to see the way you combine vintage and modern and color. Like it's hard to balance vintage and modern and have both of them have a presence in a space. So that's one of the things that I really draws me to your work. Thank so, you. I, lo- thank I you love happy here. spaces. So um, color and pattern and kind of that mix of, of um, things that you really love that feel personal, I think is really important in design. Mm-hmm. But it all feels so clean too. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. every room of yours looks like something really fresh and I'm in like California, rented some nice place. Yeah, it does. It feels no. really modern, but when then you look at the details, there's lots of classical, you know, caning or a turned yeah. leg or something like that where you wouldn't you wouldn't expect it in that space, but it all really works well together. I think that for me it's really about the juxtaposition of different elements. And although I really love vintage pieces and I love the hunt, um, I love that very kind of personal element that something vintage brings to a room. I don't want a room that looks... Um, you know, like you walked into a thrift store. Um, so it is very much about the balance of, you know, new and old, high and low. Um, and I love a lot of different styles. And I think you absolutely see that in the rooms that we create. They're about pieces that um, I feel really an emotional connection to. Um, and then, yes, I love a white wall. I grew up in, in Miami, and I think there's something about being surrounded by sunshine and great natural light. Um, that's that's kind of my comfort zone and white, you know, clean, white, warm walls for me really kind of mimic that great foundation, that canvas. Um, and because I do love color, I think it's kind of a nice balance. So again, mm-hmm. I always say it's it's the palette, it's the, you know, the canvas that's ready to receive color and pattern um, without it feeling overwhelming. But you also have black. Walls. I do have black. That's kind of new I mean, for me. That was <laughs> I'm so shaking dramatic. things right. up. I think that I do like high contrast. Um, and very recently, we have done several spaces with just a really rich, dark, 
um, black wall. And there's something that is so dramatic about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, to me, it does very much parallel what I love about white. I mean, there is um, a cleanness, a drama, and it really, again, is still a canvas to the elements that you layer in. I think black yeah. walls, just like white walls, um, really show off that the elements that create the space. Do you um, generally avoid colored walls? You know, no. Um, I think there's a place for that, of course, in kids' rooms. You know, while right now we're doing um, twin little girls' rooms, and we're doing a very um, soft blush color that I love. Um, I actually have in my guest room blush walls. My husband walked in. He's like, this is not our house. This is not white. Um, I think I created a little shock among the family. Um, but certainly sometimes, you know, it's nice to kind of break out of your comfort zone and what you normally do. And I think the best part about paint is it's so easy to change. So I, mm-hmm. I will say that to clients all the time. It's one of the most impactful and least expensive things you can do to really bring great change to your home. And it's not a big commitment. It's not. Right. It's People really so not. Afraid. It's not a big deal. You know, if you don't love it, you paint over it. And it's yeah. not the end of the world. And I also love that it's not something you have to hire out. If you want to, you know, one night decide to paint your walls, it's it really is something yeah. that um, anybody can tackle. Although my husband will literally sit in the living room and watch me paint for days. And be like, how's it going, honey? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and then you want instant satisfaction, you hire it out, which yeah. um, that is quite nice to leave and, and walk back in and, and kind of see the transformation. But um, I love paint, and I do love to experiment, and I think there's um, absolutely no right and wrong answer. So um, as much as I always loved white walls, I think now, you know, black walls are, are equally kind of in the mix of options mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and seasonally they're, they're colors that, that I think we all become intrigued by and kind of want to test out and paint's a really easy way to do that. What's your favorite recent color combination? That's oh. like a new fresh. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything that's new. Um, but for me, I love, obviously, you know, I think most people love blue and white, but I love blue and white um, with a hit of a, an orangey red. I so think like it, a navy or a spa blue? Any, I mean, I really, for me, any shade of blue, I love, you know, anything from light blue to navy. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously paired with white is really classic. As you can see my jacket, this is kind of my <laughs> signature um, orangey color. And I think, you know, I think that that idea of blue and white and a hit of this orangey red is very, um, it's very much us. It's kind of what we're known for. And I think um, it really speaks to what we love. So there's, you know, a layer of this traditional kind of classic blue and white, but then there's something really unexpected about mm-hmm. this more vibrant, modern orangey red and, and how those things come together. Um, really, I feel like you can never go wrong with, with what I say is my version of red, white, and blue. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there, you know, there are color palettes all the time that pop up. I think it's, you know, you can be traveling and, and see a color combination on architecture or something you see in a movie or fashion. Um, you know, yellow. I'm loving yellow right now. Just a really mm-hmm. bright, beautiful um, yellow. Um, you know, blush has been really popular. I still love that blush. And, um, you know, any shade of, of rich green, I think, is, is you know, usually I like um, either high contrast or a layering of shades of one color. Um, but again, no right and wrong answers. And I'm intrigued mm-hmm. by new things all the time. Um, you know, you open up your Instagram and, and, and you see something and you're like, oh, 
I, you know, I need to try that. Mm-hmm. I love that Since color. You're down a whole new path. Yeah, so absolutely. And mm-hmm. and I think um, that's probably the best thing about you know what we do every day as designers. You know, we're not only tackling our own home because at a certain point you have to stop and 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 not keep redoing everything. Um, but with clients, you know, you're doing a new project almost every single day. So it's yeah. fun when you have a client that. Um, that really is ready to kind of try something adventurous or mm-hmm. or lets you kind of run with an idea or a color palette or a fabric or, you know, a wallpaper, whatever it is that, that you, you know, may not even use in your own home. So I think that's Do you that's find exciting. that your, your clients are ready to sort of just hand over the reins <laughs> to you or do they need a little more hand-holding? Like, are they ready for something you big know, and different? I or? think it's – I think it's um, – it's certainly a mixed bag. Um, we actually met with some new clients yesterday, and it's interesting. We're, we're working with um, the husband is really leading kind of the design charge versus the wife, which is unusual. Um, and I adore his aesthetic, and he's he is ready to kind of jump into um, some really kind of wacky fabrics and interesting color palettes. And that, for me, is so exciting because I do love color and patterns. So when we get a client that's ready to be adventurous and, um, and really looking for us to take the lead and, and throw some kind of um, wacky ideas at them, I think that's really exciting. But there are lots of clients, um, you know, that that might come to the table with a more informed point of view in terms of what their end game is. Um, I will say the thing that I never expected getting into interior design is how much um, therapy really is involved <laughs> as a designer. And, and you're often working with a husband and wife, and they may not agree either on what they envision their home um, to be. So it's, you know, a lot of what we do is listening and um, looking at inspiration that, that families are intrigued by. Um, and trying to interpret that into what you think is the most exciting version of what their home should become. Um, because although I have certainly a personal aesthetic that I'm drawn to, you know, you're working with, with um, so many different people and, and, and people, you know, it's lovely when um, they're coming to you specifically for your aesthetic. Right. Um, but often people, you know, still have, you know, something they want to kind of twist up and what feels personal to them. And I think our job as designers is really to um, listen and, and kind of put our spin on it, but, but kind of bring together um, the most, you know, beautiful, functional um, home that you can for a client. Mm-hmm. One thing, oh, you go. No, do it. I was just going to say, one thing we talk about a lot is, um, I feel like the three of us are pretty lucky <laughs> in that our husbands are open, <laughs> but that's a challenge for a lot of people. I have that challenge at home because well, I'm married to a designer. I was, was going to ask that. Therapy, how mm-hmm. is it working with your husband? What point did y'all know you could work together? Mm-hmm. Well, we met working together, so I that's how... Oh, an inner office romance? Yes, don't <gasps> tell. Were you his boss? <laughs> no, we were oh. peers. We were peers. Um, and we, so we started actually at um, at Old Navy, which is a Gap brand, and it was um, kind of the, the very first year that Old Navy launched. So I think there might have been, you know, maybe 50 stores when we started. There are thousands of stores now. And we were part of um, a car core team that really kind of developed um, the Old Navy concept and helped to roll that out. And he was on the store design side, and I was on the visual merchandising and marketing side. And so, you know, it's kind of these two teams came together to really create the customer experience. So 
we realized that we worked very well together. And I think that ultimately, you know, I, mm-hmm. I think made us recognize that there was um, something more. Opportunity. <laughs> Opportunity, for sure. <laughs> but I will say, you know, now, and, and then we spent many years, um, both of us in retail and kind of each doing our own thing. And it wasn't until um, we moved back to Nashville. We moved to Nashville in 2003. My husband grew up there. Um, and we moved directly from San Francisco and we each commuted for quite a while doing retail jobs and it's just kind of crazy. Um, but at the same time, you know, we were buying real estate and renovating, renovating homes for ourselves, um, you know, and designing spaces. And we were really fortunate, you know, things would be picked up for magazines. You know, Domino did a feature and Better Homes did a couple. And there were just, you know, some things that we kind of fell into um, that put us a bit on the radar, and then we built and designed and built our very um, first kind of construction ground up project, and people literally started knocking on the door. And I think it was at that point we realized, okay, you know, I think it's time that we can make a transition from mm-hmm. um, a retail, you know, kind of creative life that we had created um, into something that was really our own. And that's how you know pencil and paper really came to be. Um, and we've probably formally been doing it for, you know, almost five years now. Um, so it was, it was certainly a happy accident and, um, and we've evolved and kind of learned a lot along the way. Um, it's not always easy to work with your partner. (laughs) Um, but I think, you know, we found a balance and, and, um, I think, you know, what we've ultimately landed on is that we each lead a different part of the business. So Mm -hmm. Benjamin leads an architectural, um, and retail development side. I'm focused more on the interiors, um, and marketing and product aspect of what we do. And, and that feels like a nice balance. You know, we're not, um, in kind of the details of, of what, you know, the other person is doing. Um, and, and I think that feels like the right mix for us at this point in our careers. You get to a certain point where you both feel like you're the boss and you don't want to battle it out mm-hmm. over, you know, little decisions. And you work out of your home, right? Um, we actually have, have a- two offices now because okay. he likes to not work out of the house. I love to work out of the house. Um, and we're, you know, we're in process of really um, – growing and adding a number of people. So I think our next phase is to kind of recombine the offices again uh, at a location that we're site. Yeah. Yeah, offsite. Yeah. And he is offsite, but um we have a little disagreement about the office location <laughs> right now. So finding a happy medium of a yeah. of a location that feels good for both of us. Do you find it's easy to find good talent in Nashville? I feel it, it, like everyone it, is there. It's amazing. It's the um, you know, the evolution of Nashville has been so interesting to watch. When we moved in 2003, um, you know, we joked and literally nothing was open on a Sunday. I mean, there was no place to go eat. And Cracker Barrel was, you know, if it was after 8 o'clock, it was Cracker Barrel. That was your only option for food. Um, and and Which is now, located there. Yes, yes, right. for sure. <laughs> and I love office. a Cracker Barrel, but um, it's nice to have options. Yeah, and don't I, make Cracker yeah. Barrel mad. No, no, no. <laughs> love, I, I am a meat and three girl, so I'm happy <laughs> to have. Yeah, oh, yeah. Pretty hard to beat. That works like for me. Um, but it's, you know, coming from San Francisco, that's such a kind of foodie yeah. town. 
Um, it's nice to have that mix now. And I think what's really exciting about Nashville is this influx of creative talent um, and the ability for people to move to Nashville and really start their own things. So mm-hmm. it's very entrepreneurial. There's so much great food, um, you know, started by people who, who literally, you know, came to Nashville to open their own concept. Um, and I love that. And I appreciate seeing that kind of creative energy. Um, and it's really, I think it's such a nice mix in Nashville now of um, a base that was, you know, very traditional and family oriented and Southern and hospitable and, um, and all of the, that kind of great Southern charm. And then, you know, an influx of, of really a wonderful group of um, creatives and entrepreneurial spirit and, um, you know, just a diversity of, of locations that people are moving from. So they, I think, you know, we're often described as the new Austin. And I do think it feels very much like that, yeah. a city that's growing really quickly, um, but with a lot of kind of exciting things happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Music, food. Yeah. I know. Do you see famous yeah. people all the time? You know, the best part about Nashville, I'm sure, is, you know, for, for, for famous people, nobody bothers them. That's like, you can I've see heard, Nicole Kidman at the movies, attention. and, you yeah. know, everybody, like, for like, might say hello, but for the most part, um, you know, Reese is there running around. People are there. Um, but I think they're really living their lives, which is, right. um, which is, you know, really yeah, speaks to feel, the yeah. lovely people of Nashville. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know if you have the perfect white color for the wall. What paint color? My perfect white, white um, is um, delicate white and it's a porter paint, um, but you can have anybody mix it. So um, I know Porter, I believe is a Southern based um, paint company, but you know, you can have Sherwin-Williams, Benjamin Moore, anybody mix it. Um, and what I love about it is I found it to be the truest, cleanest white with a you know a touch of warmth and no blue undertones and mm-hmm. i am always looking for um what i describe as a very clean white um, and i never want it to feel cold mm-hmm. and at the same time i don't want it to feel yellow right <laughs> so uh, delicate white is my go-to um i have literally been using it for years every house that i've moved to i've painted that color and i love it I'm a believer. <laughs> so do you have any decorating pet peeves when you go into people's homes that you're like, I hate this and I have to fix it right now? Well, I mean, well, you know. Or you I, just grit your teeth. I, you know, I think um, we all have skill sets, you know, and obviously if you're doing <laughs> design, I love the way you're setting this so up. Diplomatic, right? We yeah. all have what we're good well, at. I mean, I, you know, I'm not a numbers person. So, like, <laughs> if you gave me a spreadsheet, it makes me want to cringe. And I think that there are people that feel very much that way about design or how to kind of, you know, pull their house together. And um, I think that as a designer, you know, I get so much pleasure from walking into somebody's home and um, understanding what they would like it to be um, and how do we help get them there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say um, I'm incredibly straightforward. That that may be uh, to my detriment. I'm not sure yet. Um, but I typically will, with a client, will say from the very beginning, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, 
say this in a very no-nonsense way. And, and typically what we'll do when we know we're about to start, you know, a design project or a room is that we'll walk through the space and we'll understand what they currently have. And we'll talk about, you know, are there pieces that are keepers? You know, are there great antique pieces or, you know, something they've collected, a flea market find that they love, art? What are the things that that um, they feel a connection to and they really, really love? And then there are the things that maybe they've moved with them since college and it was never intentional, but they just haven't moved on and they right. and they haven't um, actually purchased furniture or made a decision. Um, so I think it's in that case, you know, I say, let go. If you don't love it, let it go, you know, have a garage sale, sell it on Craigslist. Mm-hmm. I think people are always kind of surprised with, um, what they can get from yeah. those things that they don't want to invest in things that they really yeah. love um, yeah. and that will help them create a space um, that's really meaningful to them. So I think my goal is to kind of edit through um, and come up with a strategy of how we get to a great end room. Um, anyway, so yeah, so when I walk into a room, I mean, I think that's often what I'm, I'm, I'm you know, kind of playing out in my head. Does that mean that I walk into a, you know people's house that haven't hired me and I I'm um, you know kind of ripping them apart? I try not to. Come on, you know? <laughs> I try not to. I mean, I think it, design matters for some people and it doesn't matter for others, mm-hmm. and I think we don't get to dictate that. Yeah. Um, but for people that that want to live in a beautiful beautiful space and the design does matter, I, there's no, nothing more thrilling to me than to help kind of bring that joy. I um, I worked with a family that I ultimately have become really good friends with, you know, socially now as well. And to have been a part of that evolution with them is so exciting. Um, and it was, you know, a family that was passionate about design and knew what they loved, but wasn't sure how to execute, wasn't sure how to yeah. get there. Um, so to watch them now live in a home that they love and really represents them and it's, it's you know, colorful and um, layered with pattern and, and really there's so much joy in the home and they're such a joyful family. That's that's thrilling, and right. and um, and ultimately that house was you know featured recently in Better Homes, and for them to be able to see their house really be transformed from something that mm-hmm. um, they were almost embarrassed to invite people over to um, a space that they're really excited to entertain and live their lives, that to me is what great design can do for a family. It can make mm-hmm. you um, so excited to be at home and and so excited to really kind of experience those moments with your family. And so excited to capture, you know, a, a family birthday party because you're not embarrassed about your space, and, right. mm-hmm. um, and that it doesn't stop you from, you know, throwing parties and having people over and entertaining and living your life. You know, it's to me the saddest thing when um, what your house looks like stops you um, from doing mm-hmm. things that you love. So I appreciate that that we're able to kind of bring um, that change to families, and, mm-hmm. and it's fun. It's really fun to watch. I um, loved looking through your house tour. I saw it somewhere. And um, we get a lot of questions about decorating with kids and worrying about, like, whether their kids are going to mess stuff up. So I was wondering, (laughs) since you have two kids, how do you balance, like, a beautiful home, which that obviously is important to Mm y'all, and then, like, functionally... Teenagers. Right. Yeah, I think one thing I'll say is... um, I've tried not in my own home, you know, to be overly stressed or do things differently because we have kids. Um, 
However, I think there's some things that we've put into place that work really well. So for example, white walls. I remember people asking all the time, oh my gosh, you have kids, how do you keep these white walls clean? That's such a crazy decision. I actually think it's quite the opposite. So, you know, magic erasers are the easiest thing in the world. So I feel like with white walls, I never have to worry. My my walls can always kind of be perfect. They also clean your suede shoes. Yeah, I mean, right? Multi-purpose. I I think, um, so, you know, white walls, I actually think are really easy to keep clean. Um, you know, in terms of furniture, I buy what I love. I buy a lot of vintage. And, you know, the great thing about vintage is it's already been used. It's not perfect. So, you know, I'm not fearful that um, my Danish modern coffee table is going to get another scratch. It probably has a couple. That's part of patina. Um, and I appreciate that. So I think there's something to, um, you know, there's certain pieces that you own that will tell a story. And that's what they're intended to be. Um, and then in terms of fabrics, you know, Again, I feel very much about fabric like I do about painted walls. It is it is not the end all, you know, if something gets on a pillow. Um, you know, they can be dry cleaned, sometimes they can be washed. Um, so I try not, and my husband's going to listen to this and be like, what are you talking about? You, you make us crazy about getting stuff on the, the upholstery. But I think I try and find a balance. Um, and then, you know, there's so many great products out there now. So when I have families that have young, young kids, you know, there are so many things that can be sprayed on your fabric, coatings, treatments. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, just tried a recent project and literally like you can get marker, um, even permanent mm-hmm. pen off of the fabric so wow yeah there are lots of you know there are a lot of um new technologies out there Mm -hmm. that are like that Mm -hmm. um in terms of you know the more permanent things like when we're doing a kitchen um again i like patina so you know i love um white Carrera countertops and 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 that's you know really very um kind of prevalent right now but you'll have clients all the time say I can't have those because you know we're gonna spill something on it um they there's again great treatments and coatings that they do for almost everything you you know so Mm -hmm. um counters included that that um really make them kind of foolproof um and you know if you get a scratch here or there again I think that's part of the patina Um, So it is really about finding that balance. Um, You know, and when you have small children, I I was always, you know, the mom who did not really change how I decorated for the kids. I was smart in terms of, you know, making sure cabinets were locked and nothing could fall over. And obviously, you know, I didn't have a glass tabletop that they could knock over. Right. Um, But... You know, I feel like we had some guidelines in the house, which is my kids never carried their food into the living room and ate, or no, they couldn't carry a glass of, you know, grapefruit juice and walk through the house wherever they wanted. So we had zones, like, you know, in the kitchen, mm-hmm. at the island, at the dining room table, you know, whatever it is, you kind of pick your zones that that they kind of get free reign, you know, with food or, or, um, or whatever. Um, and then in terms of having, you know, things out on your coffee table or bookshelves. Um, my mom, you know, I remember her saying to me, you know, you all never,
never took those things and moved them or like you didn't kind of throw things around. And she always said she thought it was because she left them out and she just kind of like mm-hmm. you learned from a young age, like, mm-hmm. okay, that's for you and that's not for you. Right. So I don't know. I've subscribed by that and I was lucky to have kids that, um, you know, were not wild and crazy <coughs> and, and they also followed those rules. So it's worked. Yeah. So I don't have those crazy kids that are like running through the house, like throwing things everywhere. Um, but I think some of that probably comes from, you know, what, what you, um, what you allow Mm -hmm. in your house or you don't allow. So balance. Yes. Caroline's dying. Sorry. No, we've heard that before. (coughs) Talking about people, even with their pets, like you set boundaries for them. Why wouldn't your kids have boundaries too? Right. So totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. I'm, I just wanted to say how fearless you are with wallpaper. When we looked at your, (laughs) that navy and white. I have three floors of wallpaper. Um, that was a commitment. Um, but there, you know, again, I think about your home, um, really should be a reflection of, of the people that live there and it should make you happy. And, um, that wallpaper brings me joy. Um, and I really love the idea of, you know, kind of going with a big idea and running with it. Mm -hmm. So we have, um, it's an old 1930s house that we, um, have been in process of renovating. We, we did a kind of gut renovation when we first moved in, and now we're kind of layering in mm-hmm. the furniture and the art and the wallpaper and kind of all those things that make it feel like a home. But when I had the wallpaper installed, it instantly felt like home. There was something, um, you know, joyful that I loved. And I will say, every time I look at the wallpaper, it does bring me happiness. So, um, but again, I was saying, you know, you enter, we don't have um, a grand, you know, foyer. It's it's very um, 1930s and kind of narrow and, and does not make a huge statement. And there's not a lot of space for furniture. So that was, you know, my wow, my having fun. And we literally carried the wallpaper um, up the staircase and and we have three levels that go up and it's all the same um, wallpaper so there's kind of a continuity um, and again it makes a statement I think it's fun and um, you know it it makes me happy Mm -hmm. so I think that design should make you happy but you said it was a commitment right yeah it's a commitment it's a commitment how did you Look at that and go, this is the one. You know, this is a good example of husband and wife balance. <laughs> I fall in love with a zillion wallpapers. Um, and I had happened to put this sample up in a previous home, you know, and, and I just literally taped it to the wall. I was pondering it. And my husband loved it. And I was like, okay, I have a, something he's happy with. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. not always easy. Um, you know, I don't think men are typically as excited about wallpaper mm-hmm. as women are. Mm-hmm. So the pattern. fact that I kind of like, yeah, and pat- I mean, and he likes a pattern, but he's certainly more subtle than I am. Um, mm-hmm. And he liked it, and I took that as the go. Like, okay, you picked it. <laughs> Order it. You pick- and that's what I did. I ordered it. <laughs> yeah. I ordered it. There you go. Um, yep. So sometimes you just got to, like, quickly run with it before anybody mm-hmm. can change their mind. Yeah. Did he know that you were doing that? Or did he come he out did. one day and go, oh. No, no, no. Well, that was, um, <laughs> you know, that was it had to be a budget conversation. Because right. as we were, you know, you kind of map out a renovation or any kind of big commitment things that you're doing in the home. Um, that was, uh, you know, a, a high enough ticket item that there was no way I was sliding that in without yeah, him right. noticing. So we <laughs> did discuss. Generally speaking on a commitment like that, how, how long do you think that should live in a house? Uh, you know, I hope that, that that lives in the house until we're long gone. Um, but, you know, everybody's got to kind of find what their balance is in terms of, you know, I think 
that um, very much depends on your budget and, and how much you like to change things. So wallpaper, you know, I think that's a pretty significant commitment in terms of financial expense and labor mm-hmm. to do it and the hassle of taking it down. As If any of you have taken wallpaper down, mm-hmm. it is not a fun project. Um, yeah, I ripped most of the wall down. <laughs> yeah, you might as well kind of basically, people often drywall over it or um, oh, I've seen people paint, paint over it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's going to be good. worse. Yeah, no. yeah, really kind of a nightmare. But, you know, I think the good thing about um, when I make a decision, I'm usually pretty concrete and, and happy with it and I don't look back. And if I feel like, oops, you know, I, I wish I did some done something differently. I think the great thing about design is um, it's very much affected by what you pair with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it it's about the art that you kind of, you know, layer over the wallpaper. It's the window treatments that go with it. It's kind of how all of those things come together. Um, and I think it's the reason you never want a client to walk in mid-install because it, it's not until you see all of the elements together that I think you get the full intention of a space. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, even designers make mistakes or do things that they wish they hadn't. Um, but I always feel like there's, you know, there's something that can kind of counteract what, whatever that is or something that you pair with it that all of a sudden makes you, you know, a color that you weren't sure about that color and you pair it with the right complement. You're like, okay, I love that color. Um, so I try not to be fearful. Um, you know, nothing's the end of the world in design right. where it's not surgery. Right. Nobody's going to lose a limb. Um, there's always a way, you know, I'll say to clients that are always so fearful or fearful, you know, when we're mid process process and that you know our intention is that you love your home and that we leave you really really happy and there is nothing there's nothing we could put in here nothing that we could do that we can't change if you don't love it you know and Mm -hmm. and get it to a place that you're really excited about it um so you know design is a process it's an evolution um and i i find that it everything's revolved Everything is resolvable, you mm-hmm. know, in the design world. Yeah. Are there any it. mistakes you've made in your house? Oh, of course. I mean, and, and um, you know, I think as creative uh, people and as designers, um, you're doing this nonstop. So there's always a next thing to love. Um mm-hmm. You know, I think it's probably how Benjamin and I have ended up moving so often. We have literally probably moved at least every two years since we moved to Nashville because we're creatives and we I'm fall. It, it, it is. It is I will say it's that. exhausting, but we fall in love with houses, and I think mm. we've made. Um, mistake or uh, or not you know I think we're always kind of looking at real estate because we love to see what's out there and we love to see what's on the market and I think you know something that has been really um, fun about Nashville is that there are so many diamond in the roughs you know mm-hmm. we got there and it wasn't like everything had been torn down there were lots of old homes and lots of old homes that hadn't been renovated yet and um, again as a designer that's our greatest joy is to walk into an old home with amazing bones that nobody has done an 80s renovation to. Right, and and so um, you kind of get it for a price that you get to play and have some fun. And so that is what we've literally done probably for the past 10 years, much to our children's dismay. Um, (laughs) And I think, you know, we always, you know, I said when we purchased this most recent 1930s home, this was it, you know, we're never moving again. (laughs) But um, Auntie Pansy Me did just look at another piece of real estate down the street. So, you know, it's, um, it's, always a process. So how long have you been in this house? 
We've been in um, just about two years. Oh, okay. That's pretty quick. I mean, that's recent. And do you live in it when you renovate it? No, we try not to. Um, and, And interestingly, we renovated three homes nearly at the same time as when we did this home. Because we found two previous homes that we loved that we were renovating. And then we found this third. We're like, that's really the one. Oh, um, my God. So we, you know, and we, so we had, um, we knew that we were going to be doing somewhat of a big renovation. We didn't have a place to, to live. So we bought um, kind of a, you know, quick little ranch that we're like, oh, we can make that pretty in six weeks. And we'll live in it while we're doing the big renovation. Um, so, yeah, we're, we are crazy people. I think we we love to watch the transformation. I don't love living through it. So mm-hmm. that's why, I mean, I think where we finally landed, we have lived through renovations. I would not do that again. You know, we always have to have a home base. Um, and especially because what we do every day is so hectic and, mm-hmm. and there's always so much going on. So I need that kind of calm of home to be um, reasonably organized and put together, <laughs> right. to be in a space, to be creative for other people. Right. Do you do anything differently when you're renovating a home that you know you're going to live in versus one that you know you're going to sell? Well, no. I mean, I will say this. Our approach... Um, I think is very much the same whether it's something that we intend ultimately to sell or something we have plans to live in forever. I think that we spend money on the bones of the house. My husband, you know, when you kind of look at what each person brings to the table, um, we have different approaches about where we would spend money. And and he's a really nice balance to my making everything beautiful. Um, (laughs) You know, he's very much the logical, I want all of the systems in this home to be as great and functional as the pretty that we layer onto it. So when we go to renovate a house, you know, he's the first person to say, okay, if we're ripping down walls and we're doing this, you know, we're going to, um, you know, put new electrical in, we're going to put new plumbing in because you want that the kind of bones, the foundation to be right Right. before you start doing beautiful wallpapers and Mm -hmm. great window treatments. So I think we've found a nice balance around that. Um, And I think, you know, when we do a renovation, my thought is that I want to um, take the bones of the house and and make that the best that they can be. So typically we will find old homes that, um, you know, we love the architectural style Mm -hmm. or um, it's just kind of a great foundation and they typically need a new, you know, new bathrooms and a new kitchen. And, and for us, it's about, you know, great quality classic materials that would have been there when the house was built. So I'm a huge believer in a classic white subway tile. You cannot go wrong. Um, you know, marble countertops, things that really stand the test of time. For me, there is nothing um, worse than walking into, you know, a, a 1950s home and somebody has tried to put, you know, glass mosaics everywhere. Um, I like to, you know, really kind of um, think about the time period that the home was built and and really try and be consistent with things that are the foundation. Um, but again, I think what's different about how we approach design is I love a very traditional classic um, kind of bone structure, if you will. To me, that's the best canvas for then coming in and playing with color and pattern and um, and pieces that might be a, a bit more contemporary or, or whimsical. Um, you know, I'm certainly not a straight modernist by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not a straight traditionalist. And I think, you know, a lot of that design aesthetic for pencil and paper comes from 
really, you know, the marriage of what I love and what Benjamin loves. And, um, you know, when we first moved in together, he was definitely the modernist, have three pieces of furniture, you know, as spare as humanly possible. Um, right, a fork with only three tags. Yeah, I mean, he, he was the, <laughs> the like... fourth is superfluous. I mean, I mean really, the, yes. the ultimate, you know, uh, had to be, you know, this... this um, beautiful vintage you know modern sofa that he spent you know probably six months salary on I mean you know all these kind of crazy decisions in my mind but he only had three pieces of furniture so it was okay mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and I'm a collector and I love you know I love the thrill of the hunt I love a flea market I love finding a treasure with a story um, you know, so I kind of probably came to the table with, you know, 300 pieces of white pottery that I'd collected and a zillion other things. And, um, you know, I think ultimately when we brought those things together, that is where our signature aesthetic um, really came to be. And I think that's a lot of this, the cleanness and the white space. Um, and then, you know, the mix of pattern and layers and some, you know, vintage treasures and how those things come together. Um, is probably very much, you know, Benjamin and I and our aesthetics coming together. Mm-hmm. Do your kids like your aesthetic? My child always tells me what bad taste I have. <laughs> <laughs> so um, our son is really into design. And um, I so appreciate, you know, I can remember from a very young age, um, I, I, he, he might have been three, and I hung a really large piece of art above his bed, but I didn't tell him he was gonna, that I was going to do it because, one, I really didn't want him <clears throat> to weigh in and tell me yeah. I couldn't do it or be unhappy about it. So I, you know, much like a uh, husband and wife might do, I like slid it in there and thought, you know, he's not going to notice. And um, it was really sweet. I remember him walking by the bedroom and doing a double take. He saw it, and he, and he walked up to me. He's, Mom, I love that piece of art you hung in my bedroom it looks so pretty Um, and I thought oh like I I am I am the luckiest um so I feel really fortunate he is one who um appreciates beautiful design is the first to kind of comment on something new or tell you how great something is um you know to walk like to kind of look at a flea market with me and say, oh, you know, like, that's amazing. Um, and and so I, I really appreciate that. Maybe um, he'll be the heir to the you pencil know, and paper company I, one day. So he is, you know, he is... Um, he loves design so in right now he's all about fashion and he's a researcher and um so i i definitely think that he will um you know find his place in some sort of um you know kind of design related uh career but what i will say that they both get from this process i mean i think you know there's it's not hard to move it's not sorry it's not easy to move all the time and they live through that and they live through um you know, like it takes a while to put it all back together. Um, and so they've been very patient with us. Do you have a favorite place to go thrift store? Any shopping? place that I go is my favorite place to go thrift right. shopping. Um, I, it, there is nothing um, other than, I would say, my family that brings me more joy uh, than thrifting. There's something so exciting about, you know, the thrill that you might in some really obscure place find something that nobody else has that, that you're um, 
gonna just love um, and it's probably gonna be a total deal like I am definitely mm -hmm. there's some people that don't love things unless they're really expensive I am the person who finds more joy um, if I've you know found something in a thrift store that mm -hmm. makes me beyond happy and I feel um, that I worked for it and I feel that you know that I had a role in finding that amazing thing um, you know versus something that's more curated like you know antique and garden shows are lovely but somebody has assembled the most beautiful things for you to pick from right. versus um, you know when digging. you right yeah. digging through a flea market um, you know and I do you tell everyone the price and everything too and where you found it because that's my I issue. love to brag about it was oh. only four dollars yeah, yeah I, mean, <laughs> I can't just shut is, my mouth I, I know and, and sometimes it flies out of your yeah. mouth and you think oh I you know um, because there is something fun you feel like you've won it's a victory when, like, yeah. yeah it's a vic it is definitely yeah. a victory when you found um, an amazing bargain um, but I you know I think again I try not to for clients especially to me it's not about the price tag that dictates something good or bad and mm -hmm. um, I find, you know, great vintage things. I find great, you know, kind of bargain things at, at mainstream retailers. So it is really how you put things together mm -hmm. that you love. What's the last thrift thing you got? What's the last thing you found? Oh, I mean, I thrift, you know, a couple of times a week yeah. because, you know, especially... A couple of times a week? I, that's a lot. I, I do. I'm, it what is. I mean, it is. It, oh, and I think, off, I think it's also part of kind of the core DNA, if you will, of our aesthetic is that it's, it's eclected, it's collected, it's personal. Um, and there are times that families haven't found that personal thing that they love yet. Mm -hmm. So you, you're trying to kind of infuse those elements into the mix. Um, and I'm, I feel most inspired, you know, I can sit and look at fabrics and wallpapers and, you know, furniture pieces that you know, you're going to buy that are on a board. Um, but it doesn't feel human or um, exciting to me until I found, you know, some magical piece of art or, um, you know, a beautiful vessel. There's something about seeing those elements come together, the new and the old, um, that really kind of brings a design concept to life. So I am most inspired when I have, you know, a stash of great vintage things um, that are really the jumping off point for, you know, a new design. Mm -hmm. Do you have like a warehouse where you store them all? My garage is literally, I mean, I'm about to have, I, I do purges because I'm, you know, I think the thing <laughs> Ooh, about. Can you invite us to yes, purge that? I mean, those garage sales are epic. The ultimate um, thrift right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> they are truly crazy. Um, but what I will say, you know, you don't typically find what you're looking for exactly when you need it. Right. So that yeah. that's the challenge it's like of vintage. Wardrobe shopping. Exactly. You don't yeah. want to shop it, for a party that, the night before that's the party. right. So with vintage, you certainly. I mean, I say to people all the time, and I subscribe to this myself. When you see something you love, buy it. Don't think twice. You might not know exactly where it's going. Um, but you will find a place for it. And it's mm -hmm. often the thing that sets the tone for a room. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think, you know, that's just, that's a truth. That is a design yeah. truth that I subscribe totally. to. Um, and I now, you know, if I see something, I buy it. I love it. And it's funny, you can, you know, introduce something new into your house. And I think I have no place to put anything, but somehow mm -hmm. that thing that I love, you know, finds the perfect place to be that I yeah. didn't know, you know, it, it was missing something. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this before, how like sometimes you, like, I feel like we all accumulate things that we've had forever, but we don't necessarily love. So that's the perfect opportunity to like, to edit. okay, yeah. I'm going to get rid of, get this, rid of thing this thing that I yeah. just have. But. And there are things 
things yeah. that I love, but I might, you know, okay, if those paintings, the two paintings have been resting against the wall as a pair for a year, I'm like, okay, it's it's time um, to kind of, you know, re-merchandise. And it doesn't mean that Ooh, I don't love yeah. them. I might move it to a different space or it might ultimately go into a stash where that's going to be perfect for a client. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're always in constant rotation. I mean, yeah. that's that's for sure. Stuff yeah, coming I was in and stuff going out. And, um, <laughs> do you set it and forget it or are you always moving stuff around? You know, I feel like there's, um, I try and get it to a place that I'm happy with it. Um, but I think as creatives, you know, we're kind of never satisfied. And again, you're always finding something new that you're kind of layering into the mix. So, um, I think there's a base, you know, that's pretty consistent that stays like you've committed to wallpaper. I'm not ripping that down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and for the first year, typically I'm scared to death to hang anything on the wallpaper. I'm, you know, very commitment phobic about that. Um, and you want to, you know, you want to live with it. And, and, um, and then, you know, there's a certain point where you're ready to start hanging art on the wallpaper. And, um, and you've had the joy of that wallpaper for a year. And the next layer is now looking at it with, you know, a collection of art on it. So, mm-hmm. you know, there are things that you see. Um, I, we got renovated this house, but I can, you know, look at a, a tile and think, oh, you know, maybe I should have done this. Yeah. Um, and that's normal. I mean, I think that's, you know, that's really normal with, with kind of the field that we're in. Mm-hmm. We do get a lot of questions from people asking about, okay, I'm planning on doing this. Is it too trendy? You know, how do you feel about trend? You know, I think... Um, we had someone ask us if Subway Tile was too trendy. Yeah, I def- <laughs> which I think is so funny. So I go back to, you know, the core of where something started. And I Subway Tile is always going to be, in my mind, it, you know, something that is a classic that works. Um, I probably don't like the word in style. If you're saying in style or out of style, that's probably... Um, you know, a, a trigger that it's it's not the right thing. But yeah. I will say what I hear most often, you know, in reference to that is around brass because it's ev- like it's everywhere now. Um, I think brass is a very classic material, though. So if we right. look at my 1930s house, it has the original brass doorknobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I, I think. Um, if you can kind of trace something back to a certain point, mm-hmm. that's a nice way to know um, that it has longevity. Yeah. So, like, I feel like brass, we may not love it 10 years from now, but it won't be out of style. It's, you know, yeah. it's a very classic um, material. And I think, you know, also, um, I think design evolves. And, and whereas people, you know, might have thought you have to do all brass or you have to do all nickel or you have to do all chrome. Um, that's not the case anymore. You really can, you know, mix finishes and mix styles. Um, I think it's just about doing it artfully. Okay, the first one's from Heather. And she says, hi there. My husband loves cowhide rugs. I don't hate them, but I also don't know how to add it to a room and not have it overtake the style or make it look too masculine. We haven't been in our house long, so it isn't decorated, stylized well yet. Though the walls are mainly gray and we like an eclectic style. Also, we have two small kids and need things to be durable, so I'm afraid of how how to clean and maintain it. Can you give me some suggestions on how to add this kind of rug to a room? I'm open to layering it over another rug and or putting it into our master bedroom, office, or family fireplace room. Heather's so open. I know. <laughs> and that's a, a lot of questions in, in one question. Right? 
like to do that. So solve all the problems. Okay, let me see. I'll I'll break that down. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say, so one layering, you know, a a cowhide rug is definitely the way to go. I think that, you know, layered over a sisal is kind of a nice juxtaposition. It warms it up. Um, In terms of style, I mean, cowhide rugs can be used so many different ways. So I don't think that that dictates your style. You know, it's about what you pair with it. I think that really um, determines kind of the overall look of the space. I think cowhide rugs are very kind of neutral at this point, again, much like a sisal. So I think there's no right or wrong. You can't use it. Um, In terms of kid-friendly, you know, it is a skin. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, it's obviously not something you're, you, you know, you can clean in the same way. So I think I'm, I'm always kind of thoughtful about, you know, what things are in kids' spaces and how, you know, mm-hmm. can they be cleaned? Is it easy to, you know, with a cowhide rug, you're typically just lifting it up and shaking it off or kind of vacuuming it. Um, if it's a place where somebody's going to spill milk, no, that's probably not the right room for it. So yeah. I think it's about kind of gauging the age of your children, how much wear something gets. Um, you know, it's not, pro- I, I probably would not recommend it goes in the kids, you know, playroom mm-hmm. or the family right. room. Um, yeah. Didn't you say that you hose yourself? I don't hose Maybe I've hosed mine off. But I, if I have spilled, re- it's a white cowhide and it, I've spilled wine on it and you just wipe it. I mean, yeah, it, doesn't it puddles. Sink in. Yeah. yeah, That's what I was going to say to Heather. Heather, they come in many colors. It like <laughs> doesn't have yeah. to be spotted right. like a cow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like it's going to be suddenly a Western movie. Right. You could get an all white one or you can get a gray one yeah. to go with your pretty gray walls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a beautiful them, like, look. Very, oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I'm just saying if she wanted it more feminine. Yeah. Well, and I think what I love about it, I mean, I appreciate that she is trying to, like, allow her husband to have input. Totally. And that's a pretty safe way to do it because it, yeah. it's not going to dictate, um, you know, the overall feel of the space. Right. Um, so let yeah. him get that that little easy thing in and then she and then can lay her wallpaper or whatever exciting thing she wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, you know what? Think. She's made him happy. Yeah. Totally. Good job, Heather. Yay. <laughs> yeah. You say go for it. Um, okay. And then the next question is from Maggie. Um, her question is about drapes. She's moving into a new construction home with nine foot ceilings on a main and upper levels with lots of windows. Um, she says, I'm completely overwhelmed. What are the rules when hanging curtains? When do you hang curtains to the ceiling and when do you start at the top of the window? When are you supposed to puddle? <laughs> Does flooring matter, carpet versus wood? And when? <laughs> are there certain rooms where curtains should hit the floor versus and the windows sill? Such a master bedroom or your dining room. And a half bath with a small window in the middle of the hall. <laughs> Seems where dab curtains hang. Is that where you use cafe curtains or just a balance? I'll be adding blinds to the upstairs windows, but probably not the main floor since I want lots of light. Thanks for all your help. Yep. Curtains are complicated. They yes. are complicated. Um, and I think there are no rules to anything. I think there are things, um, there are guidelines, there are things that work, you know, better in certain scenarios than others. Um, I do think, you know, this is the question we're asked by clients all the time. It's overwhelming, especially when you're moving into a new home and you're starting from scratch and there's nothing on the windows. It's also a huge expense. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think people are often not ready to make a commitment because they haven't even decided what, you know, the the design feel of the room is going to be. Yet at the same time, you want to have privacy. So how I typically approach it is I think about layers. And what's a great first layer that gives you privacy that you can kind of build on? And so I very often recommend just a matchstick, sort of kind of bamboo, 
um, blind as a great base because then you know you've got your privacy. You've you've it's kind of financially um, it's one of the least expensive things you can do. I love there's some <coughs> off the shelf great options um, that are really the most economical kind of you know, window treatment out there. But it allows you, as you're ready to make decisions, to layer, you know, curtains and have a more kind of complete look, ultimately. In terms of height and how you, you know, hang curtains, again, this is like where you want to hem your pant. We all think about this differently in their different styles. Sometimes you love a crop. Sometimes you're going to wear it with a heel. Um, there are a lot of variables. And, you know, I can give a couple quick tips. But one thing I will say is that, you know, going to Pinterest and going on the internet, there are so many people out there who will show you kind of all the different scenarios. And, you know, some people love for their drapes to kind of puddle a little bit at the bottom. Some people want them to just dust the floor. That is very much um, an aesthetic decision. And a lot of it has to do with kind of the overall vibe of your space. You know, if you're more kind of romantic and dramatic, you might want it to puddle. Um, me, I, I like a bit more straightforward and I kind of have my curtains dust the ground in terms of where you hang them if you have you know a huge volume of space um, you may not want the space to look any larger if you have low ceilings you might want to you know kind of play and make your windows feel larger than they are by hanging your curtain rod above where the window actually begins so a lot of that again I always suggest if you're not working with a designer and you're feeling overwhelmed you know go on the internet, look at Pinterest, read blog stories. There's so many people giving great kind of tips and showing photos um, of what different things look like. And then, you know, you're able to see and kind of decide on your own what you love before you commit to something. Right. Look at those pictures that you love yep. and you're drawn to and then dissect yep. them. Yep. Exactly. Because probably all the drapery looks the same in yep. those. Like, yep. oh, look yep. at that. They're all really tidy and, right. and um, you know, uh, what's the word? Tailored, tailored, yeah. yeah, you know, or they're like you're saying, every room looks the same. It's all puddled at the bottom. Exactly, and romantic. So, exactly, yeah. Would see what you're drawn to and then copy it. Absolutely, and and consistency for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, again, but I always say a, you can't go wrong with a base layer of you know a, a really simple classic um, bamboo blind. Mm -hmm. I, I will say that in blind. my this is something I've done wrong, so you can learn from my mistake. <laughs> is that I just I bought some panels and they are. Um, I had them from my previous place, but they're probably like three inches too long. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones like right as you come in the door, they're like just in a really high traffic area. Yeah. And because they puddle, they've gotten a lot dirtier than mm -hmm. if they were tailored. So yes. maybe think about that too. If, if it's like your entry or your busy living room, family room, you probably don't want them to puddle yeah. because more stuff they is like gather dust track. And... Yeah. Gather dust and yeah, I probably I need to get them hemmed. Absolutely yeah. agree. And I'll say, you know, again, it's all trial and error. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, recently had the same scenario where I let them puddle almost unintentionally. I bought, I purchased, you know, off the shelf curtains and they happened to be a little bit longer than I really needed them to be. And ultimately I took them down, I had them hemmed, you know, and mm -hmm. I, I took that off the shelf thing and I made it, you know, custom as we needed it to be. And that was kind of the right mix. And at the same time, you know, we added a great little kind of ribbon banding treatment. So I think that's another mm -hmm. um, tip that I love sharing with people. You know, curtains and custom curtains can be overwhelming and expensive. 
Um, but there is something great about, you know, I'm sure Ballard has off the shelf, you know, curtains. Um, you can, you know, you can really kind of customize them yourself and, yeah. and make them look as if you had somebody come in and, you know, custom measure all your windows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, buy it longer than you need. Right, it. buy it longer, and have it tailored. Yep, it's him it for you. Really is, it really is so easy. And if you're like Karen and you forget to measure, and they're <laughs> every time, 24 every inches time, too short, I buy then, the wrong ones. They're too then you long, add a banding to I the did. bottom, right? I and did. sometimes it's the best, like those happy accidents. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had high waters for a while, but I got it fixed. Yeah, yeah. I managed it. <laughs> Made it work. <laughs> well, Jen, thank you for yes. coming. Yes. So fun. Thank, thank you, you all. So much. I enjoyed it. Enjoy your time in Atlanta. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm going to go shop the store now. Oh, Perfect. yeah. We'll yeah. take you in the Seated door. person. Okay. Um, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Yes. Um, so you can find us at Pencil and Paper Co. on Instagram and Pencil and Paper um, Co.com. Um, we do a blog probably three times a week. Um, and I love, we love questions and um, there's really nothing more fun than Instagram. So say hi. Pencil and Paper Co. We will. Thank on you. Instagram. We will obey. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. We really appreciate it. Thank you. It was really fun. Thanks for having me. All right. Now that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. We're so glad that you tuned in. Um, You, of course, can leave us a review in iTunes. We would love to read your reviews, and that also helps people find the podcast. They make us very happy. Yes, they make us so so happy. Mm -hmm. Um, We would also love for you to send us your questions. You can send them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. And we'll answer them on a future episode. Mm-hmm. We, we love getting them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And any, like we said before, any topics you think that you want to hear about or if there are people that you want us to get on here, let us know. Yeah. We'll do it. We can track them down. I know. I'm waiting <laughs> on you. I know. She has not called us yet. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe it's it. It's a matter of time. <laughs> um, and then follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. All right. Thanks for listening. Happy, Happy decorating. decorating.